everyone, I am Zach, Christine, Evelyn, and I'm Carlo, and we're back podcasting with you, woo, hooray, huzzah, <laughs> happy post-Thanksgiving, yeah, happy post-Thanksgiving, uh, we're well into the holiday season, did Black... we actually introduce who we are at the beginning, did we say we're Pixel Radio, hi, because we didn't mention that part, no, yeah. Yeah. We, just we, are, names. we are Pixel Radio commentary, <laughs> uh, hello, yes, yeah, it is, what, what's today's date, well, <laughs> we what, what date to... is this going to be posted, uh, that's the real question, is when do I have time, uh, no, yeah, welcome to holiday season, everyone. I, I feel like we talked about this already, how game holiday season kind of already happened. Like, Thank it was kind of like... Fucking God. Yeah, it was like late October, early November was just like every single thing that you'd be like, this would come out in December. Yeah. And it's like, no, this is coming out right fucking yeah, now. Yeah, I just bought like the... You need to let the hype build up before you uh, <laughs> True. get True. to the Christmas. But yeah, I just bought like my last, hopefully, fingers crossed, set of games, like off steam and stuff and some some stuff was like really cheap like yeah they're really wolfenstein was like 30 bucks yeah which is crazy that game just came out and it was already like major discount yeah steam what the hell they're really buying into cyber monday i mean it's i know that nintendo is basically just like yeah we're not like releasing anything for the holidays we're literally just producing more switches well i think i remember i think i remember looking at an article and ultra sun and moon uh the switch was like the most hot item during yeah, black friday it wasn't Cyber discounted Monday. at all yeah and it wasn't even discounted <laughs> but it was hot because it's impossible to fucking find yeah, no one can buy one anywhere do they do that on purpose or do they just have really uh, no 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 people listen <laughs> nintendo i love nintendo as you all know they're also a bunch of fucking idiots who don't know what they're yeah, doing. Yeah, the, so it's like people have like always said like, oh yeah, Nintendo is very. They're just limiting it so it like increases the hype because people were making those claims with the SNES. Yeah, uh, the NES classics. That, yeah. Uh, but seeing as it has been a repeated and constant issue, I don't think it's really. Maybe they just like Nintendo. the constant repeated hype. I mean, I don't I, honestly like it really is a thing where I mean, it's the old thing of like Nintendo. I want to give you my money and they're like, eh, nah, eh, we, we have like we have billions of dollars stored up in our savings because that's what we fucking do because we're Nintendo because well, we've existed since 1889 and literally we but, have. But even then, like even then, appreciated since then, they have like enough like saved up money that the business can last for like 10 years without going under and it's just like what the fuck it's pretty fucking crazy i mean they had a few years where they were going down and down so they probably wanted to have some major some success buffer yeah they, they've got yeah. some yeah. buffer they have yeah. a lot of buff. they have a decent this issue though by the time the pokemon game comes out whenever that happens <laughs> i mean i'm <laughs> i'm still trying to get my majora's mask amiibo uh, because I collect Amiibo. <laughs> yeah. That is a... The Toys to Life is a dark, dark hole that you should not go down. It is. The, <laughs> the amount of Amiibos I have is ridiculous. Yeah. I should post a photo of my collection to the page. Oh, my <laughs> God. You terrible. should. You I'd really should. It. It's an impressive collection. <laughs> it is. Uh, so... Real quick, what games are we all playing? I know there's a big one that uh, me and Carlo, at least, are playing and right Christine. now. And Christine. And Christine, that's right. Yes. We've been... The three of us have been kind of getting into that, so... I'll start the, the sort Switch of. Master hey, here hey this, this one's on PC too. <laughs> this okay. is on PC. It is so, on. It, it, like it was a, 
All right, like, can sort we just like say Sort of small one first to like before we get into the madness. Uh, I got a little further into Far Cry 4 uh, finally, and that's been really odd playing that. I mean, like, it's fun, but it's, it's, it's one of those weird things where I no longer, like, it's not an open world game, and it really wants to be. Yeah, it, it like... Well, I don't even know that it wants to be. Well, There's so much of it that's like, look at this big world for you to explore, but then it's like, yeah, but you basically have only, like, branching trees you have to go down to really unlock that whole world. And yeah. it's, it's weird, especially coming from the last open world game I played, which is Breath of the Wild. It, it's a lot. It's a lot different than a lot of open world games. Where now, where you kind of have the world set up for you, and it's it's more meant as an exploration. Whereas Far Cry Four was just definitely a lot. It was just like Far Cry Three, except yeah. the expansion. I mean, pass. it's it's a, it's a playground. It's like, hey, it's in the Himalayas now. I mean, like, which I like. It's very pretty, but it's also, it's weird that I can't really explore it. Yeah, and uh, I don't know. Like, I'm I'm hoping that for Far Cry Five that there is a much better story that comes to that because it just it just wasn't it wasn't quite there for me with that this one uh with Far Cry yeah. 4 it was just like this is dumb and i've talked to you about how i it really does hurt the story knowing oh, that you can yeah. just finish it immediately yeah i mean that that does hurt it in one sense but even then it's just like the story just didn't feel like there's no good driving point it's like it's kind of like almost the same problem with 3 where it's like you almost hated everybody but now it's like it's like I really hate everyone. Yeah, you all are fucking assholes. Yep. Anyway, that that's pretty much where I'm at on the game. I'm still not crazy far, but let's move on to the big one that we're playing, which what? is what? Uh, <laughs> Animal Crossing. <laughs> yeah, that, that's what? a big one. Well, we're also all playing that. That's oh a my God, that's my a big one. Complete. <laughs> <laughs> nice. There, there's literally Animal Crossing Pocket Camp happening right, right now. now. Yeah. Um, yeah. Man, Nintendo's I, mobile apps, man. I bounced off that real hard. I honestly, I played like crazy over Thanksgiving weekend. Um, and then once I got back to Seattle and had other stuff to do with my life. Sorry, my dad who's listening to this. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and got back to being very busy as opposed to having downtime. I did not pick it back up again. Yeah. Until right now because <laughs> i literally just opened it cause... yeah like i don't know there's something like i do like that what was it that tweet that uh chrissy teigen oh, put out yeah yes. that was, it was funny. just so good and it was just like talking about how it's one. like it's like a form it's like a shell of the true animal crossing which is like 100 percent true there's no uh, yeah, museum it's also funny that all these people are building like prison camps and such. Oh my god! And like, uh, there's a really good I mean, one that they're... I saw the other day where someone spent like a thousand bells on a purse, and they're like, "You yeah. better believe that's the only thing in my camp right now." Yep. <laughs> I'm like super, super pissed off that it was like it, Tom Nook is like gated by the microtransaction yeah, right? stuff. I mean, it's it's entirely possible and easy enough to get them, but at the same time, it's like. Yeah, whatever. Also, KK Slider's way better. So yeah, <laughs> but but it's Tom also, fucking Nook. Yeah, Tom Nook's like the owner the of yeah. Animal Crossing. I have an amiibo of him. He, so. <laughs> I mean, I do too. So, but KK Slider's the one who helps like introduce you like every game. But and you, but it. you owe Tom Nook even now. <laughs> I'm, see, I'm still in debt to him for thousands of dollars. Bells. Tom Nook is actually the one who I have my student loans with. Holy <laughs> shit! <laughs> uh, Never pay back. Yeah, like. It it just seems <laughs> it doesn't seem as like bad as a lot of other mobile games with its like time based stuff and energy based stuff. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like a lot of the fun part of Animal Crossing was just kind of being able to 
you know, waste time in it in the sense, like being able to like interact with these characters and develop relationships with them and visit other people's stuff. But it just, it's just so distilled down that it's not that great, which is actually kind of funny because at the same time, I ended up picking back up Fire Emblem Heroes and I ended up getting re-addicted to that one. (laughs) (laughs) Which is funny because that is also just, you know. Yeah, but it's like... Ooh, I mean, it actually has yeah. like more choice involved. In that's more choice, yeah. and they actually just released a giant update, which actually adds a new story okay. thing mm-hmm. to it, uh, which is actually kind of cool. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I've been po- kind of pocket camps. That. From what little I've done of it, really seems like the kind of game that's just like really nice for bus time. Like if you're on the yeah. bus or something, it's good for just time wasting when you're doing that. Oh yeah, I probably won't. Well, I don't try to do this unless I am a little bit on the bored side. But it's so adorable and brings back memories. It is <laughs> really adorable. Yeah. And it's it's an easy thing to do. Like, I don't really want to play it on the bus because that'll mess up my uh, bug catching ratio. <laughs> sure. But, yeah. um, like, when you're watching TV or something and then you're yeah. just, like, doing something on the side, it's... Watching some YouTube, yeah. a little bit distracted. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, perfect. One game I actually want to quickly bring up before we get into the big one still, as we make you all wait <laughs> with the bated breath. Ooh, what uh, the anticipation. So Not Wolfenstein 2 <laughs> is interesting. And in that, that opening is very, very Bioshock Infinite. Yep. Like, holy shit. Really is. Um, Almost to the point where I want to say it was just a little bit too much. It, like kind of really tries to hit you over the head with a lot of its themes and it's like almost too in your face about it it's just like it's like almost too character caricature almost like in the same way that bioshock infinite was yeah and like while it addresses a lot of the same issues within like the first hour of that game and that game will go places i can already see it's going places uh i don't know it's at the same time it's not it's not capturing me in the same way i thought it would yeah i'm or, glad it, it sold well that's something yeah that was certainly we talked about being a tiny bit yeah. nervous about but i'm, I'm glad that it's it's yeah done well. yeah, it, yeah it's gone well i mean i'm sure that Even sale definitely helped handed, out it still has a lot of really cool interesting games oh yeah like there's yeah. there's a lot of cool interesting stuff about it and i'm still trying to get through past the first part of it so uh but yeah i, I want to see where it goes i i hear there's some really crazy things that go on in it and it does play with some ideas that I've I've heard about, so I'm, yeah. I'm interested to see. Cool. Yeah, so big one. Uh, we've been Horse. playing a lot of uh, Battle Chef Brigade has, yeah. like, totally come out Taking of nowhere. the podcast by storm. Well, so <laughs> I'm kind of well, loving yeah. it. <laughs> it, got, it. So it, it was like a Kickstarter, right? Yeah, it was, and a, it was Kickstarter. a Kickstarter. Yeah, I did not hear about it at all. 20... It, 2014, 2015? Something like that. I think it was, it was 2015 a couple years ago. PAX yeah. 10. Yeah. Yeah, it was a long, long time ago. I, I remember like seeing like reading, seeing about it a little bit. Um, but it totally I, I remember over the the holiday break, I was just kind of like looking at it going like, "Huh, what what new Switch games are out?" and I saw this Battleship Brigade and just kind of like started going through and was like, "Oh, this looks really cool." It is yeah. the perfect Switch game. Yeah. Like it's the kind of game where it's and like I was talking about, it's so the perfect bus game or anything. I mean, you can play it on a TV, no problem. It's one of those where you kind of have to go in expecting more of a visual novel than a game. Yeah. So but like, also yeah. hope you like Puyo Puyo, kind of like. Well, so yeah. yeah. So it's it's kind of like the way I've seen it been thrown around is like it's one third a beat 'em up, one third a uh, match three game, which is the Puyo sure. Puyo sort sort of stuff that comes into it. 
and then one third in Iron Chef anime visual novel. Yeah, which I it mean, totally is. Yeah, if you That's, watched Food Wars, the the <laughs> the fighting mechanics I have been one of the few things where I've been like, eh, could kind of take it or leave it a bit. I guess not that yeah. they're bad. It's just like I'm. I'm more interested in the other stuff. Like, the visual novel stuff is so well written. Yeah, and then and just kind of, like, the, the intensity... Yeah, the characterization is great, but the intensity of those battles, like, just making sure you're looking for the right ingredients, making sure that you yeah. have the right pot set up. And that it actually is, yeah. like... Like, you have the poison mechanic, which is really interesting. Yeah. yeah. And it actually is, like, doing things that kind of relate to actual cooking, which is what we were kind of talking about in a most recent in a recent podcast about yeah. like how we wanted cooking games that sort of vaguely taught you about cooking. Yeah, it's funny that uh, we were like just talking about. Yeah. This. yeah, yeah, and lo and behold, but yeah, it it I really like that aspect of it that it and it's not just that kind of like absent-minded match three that so many match three puyo puyos are. Yeah, because it, it's like an interesting match three where like even though you can mat you match it up right, you still have to end up. Uh, it still leaves one of them there. Yeah, right? and you and still then, have to think about it because oh, it's yeah. like there's different flavor profiles that go yeah. in when you match three. Also the and you have to think about how those will like come together. It, it's very interesting. And I, I love all the little drawings they have for like the various like results because they're all so oh, yeah. interesting. <laughs> and like I'm like, how do you have so many of them? So they must have so many things mapped out. <laughs> yeah, like um, the funny thing is that in a lot of the things that I cook, I tend to end up with giving the same dish two different judges i've noticed that yeah uh, but that's also because like it's one of i think it's one of the cooking books that allows you to um you get a bonus if you use the same ingredient five times mm. which i think is very beneficial um yeah. and slow cooking in that game is broken yeah i found out like i found out like because like I, at first i was like very like oh man like i need to like restart each one of these battles because i don't really know what the flavors the chefs the judges <laughs> are going to want mm-hmm. so i need to make sure i have the right pots but then I kind of like ended up moving to like a slow cooker cutting board and then the the, the little nice bowl with the with the combo system that it adds in. Mm-hmm. And it's just like if you just if you just like take one dish, right? And you take whichever dish usually has like a single element that you have to pick on, instantly go out, grab as much of that as you can, have your <laughs> sauces based on that one, right? Any sauces you add and literally stock that pot full of that. By the time you come back and have like prepared all your other dishes, that dish will be at like three hundred to four hundred points. Hmm. Dang! <laughs> and it's like, and it's like, it doesn't matter what your other dishes are. You your differential just for that single dish is going to be two to three times what the other person has put in, and it it's just like it just kind of breaks the game almost. Hmm. Wow, I didn't know about that. I, I did not experiment with that so anyway if that doesn't sell you on the game yeah. right there <laughs> um the one the one complaint i do have about it though is that mm-hmm. as you get further into the story you do kind of i don't know how far you guys are so i don't really want not, to spoil not as far as you. yeah so <laughs> what ends up happening is that you end up kind of getting a uh, uh a character shift is what i'll say i do know about that yeah. I, I know what happens and, with that and I it don't. kind <laughs> of yeah i won't spoil anything but i do know about that at, at that point in the story it just kind of felt like okay i didn't really want to see this and as far as i'm going through it i have a feeling and from what i I have read about it too i have a feeling it's not going to be as fleshed out as much as i would want it to it seemed Mm -hmm. like there's a lot more of a game that there could have been Mm because like especially as you as you look at the map right it's almost as if you only as as far as i am in the story it seems like you're only in like 
two places. It's like either you're at home with Mina and her parents, right, in that small little village, or you're like in the main town. Yeah. And there's like all this other map that is like never explored. DLC? Yeah, I mean, well, it could I, I be, suspect, but... I mean, you know, it, it seems like one of those games... Hmm. I feel it, like it was... feels similar to Party Hard in a way, where it's like you had a, a game that's like really, really bare bones, and it feels like Battle Chef Brigade 2, if they get to that point, will be a much bigger, much more yeah. fleshed out kind of game. I, and yeah. I also have a feeling that, like, because people are saying it's deceptively longer than you think it is. Mm-hmm. Okay. But it's about, it's like about a 20, 20-ish hour game. Okay, I was expecting it to be in the, like, 10. Yeah, so... I mean, so it's so, for an indie game, that's quite long. Yeah, <laughs> so it is it is deceptively longer, so I have I have yet to kind of see where that kind of goes. Um, and then that said, like, th- things like, things like the combat change in ways that I'm yeah. not really a fan of uh, the yeah. combat i mean like, mina's mina's just so good i'm just interested to see what happens with that because the combat mechanics have been the thing that i've just kind of been not like disliking but the thing yeah. that's kind of like eh, i could take this yeah. or leave this like yeah my I, it's I, nice to have like a change of pace it though. is it is a very nice as a, yeah. as a change of pace but just and taking it as it it's on so, its own yeah it's just so interesting because like i i guess like my play style in a sense kind of i've liked mm-hmm. the way that mina controls in the mm-hmm. sense that she's super fast like her like like her down Y attack right is like mm-hmm. the teleport behind you. So yep. it's like a lot of it's like moving fast, dodging, using A to dodge a lot, and that's like, and it's like almost the exact opposite for mm. the other character you end up okay. playing. So it's just like, eh, and like I feel like I'm 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 trying to power through it just to see where it goes, and I'm still having fun with like cooking the dishes and stuff. But then it's like you also have different items, and it's kind of like so yeah. like eh, yeah. Uh, that's my only major complaint about it so far, but I think this is definitely like a dark horse candidate for somewhere in like one of my top games of 2017. Yeah, it's one of the most fun times I've had. And yeah. like I said, if, if you've got a Switch, it is the perfect Switch game. Uh, it's really fun, though. Yeah. It's, it's on also PC, on PC. It's yeah. on mm-hmm. Xbox. It's on a bunch of others. But, man, I, I was thinking about this playing the game. Uh the Switch, not a lot of like big budget titles right now, but they're absolutely destroying in indie. Oh like, yeah, they're actually getting all the nice indie games. Well, it's like it's, it's so the, nice. I, I kind of I'm starting to think like the Switch might be the perfect indie console because uh, because of the portability. Yeah, because exactly. of oh, yeah. the because of like the smaller screen and like the way you can, so it it gives you both touch and it gives you um, controller support. Well, it gives you Tilt. like. Too. You don't need oh, it to be like we a don't really. Use I tilt. <laughs> you kind of don't feel like it's a. You need a big game out of it, if that makes yeah. sense. Like w- when you have a when you have it on the TV, you're kind of trained to be like, this is going to be big. There's going to be all these different mechanics going on. But with the Switch, when you're just kind of messing around, you take it. You could go on the bus with it to work. It's yeah. like, yeah, you know, I I don't really need a big game here, and yeah. it, you kind of have a different expectation when you're doing. That. It's man, it it really is just perfect for any kind of like smaller game or game based on just a simple mechanic of things that Nintendo do so well. Where it's just it, you need a mechanic for this game, alright, that mechanic well, and that fits so well. On this yeah, I think it's, a, it's going to be a very interesting platform, especially since as as a company has not really been focused on independent game no. devs. And I think that with the advent of the Switch and the fact that there are platforms that make it very easy to join, and like, of course, Nintendo has their own developer program, things like that, I, I hope that this will allow more games to kind of come out just like this or be, become easy, more easily ported to the Switch, as yeah. we've seen. It, it seems to be. It seems like a lot of games that are, are yeah, we're coming out on the Switch, too. 
Now, if only they had an achievement system like Steam, or if you could share. I mean, yeah. Steam's, achieve- me Steam's so achievement happy. system is like absolute crap. I uh, don't care. I love them. I mean, I want, you, I mean, you can you can get a program and unlock everything. Yeah, I would like achievements on the Switch. That would be nice. Yeah, like, yeah. I, like, yeah. I think my it's my such a like it's it such a classic for, Nintendo thing of like yeah. everyone else, literally everyone else does this thing because it's like it increases replayability. Like, yeah, it makes you think about a game differently. It's like kind of fun, mm-hmm. and so of course Nintendo's like, eh, nah. nah. Yeah. No point. <laughs> I think it, as long as like it's like closed in a closed system, as the same similar vein to PS4 and yeah, and Xbox because like yeah, with, with Steam, it's just like it, it achievements don't mean as much in Steam. I feel like is the issue. Yeah, yeah but that's for, fair. But you know, if you're purposely making sure not to try to uh, unlock these things like weirdly, like it's more of a personal achievement in a sense too. Yeah. Though. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, another one thing about achievement is that, especially for some story-driven games, it can sometimes ruin the experience. It can. I mean, th- yeah. that that is where you know Xbox's secret achievements really do help. Oh, I mean, not even but... that, but like even then, sometimes when the achievement pops up and it oh, kind of makes you go, yeah. it's like sometimes it's like, oh, you unlock this thing, and you're like, I wasn't intending to unlock this thing, and then now that kind of like spoils something for me. In a weird way. Or it'll be a thing. It's like, you completed this chunk. Of, like, Skyrim is really bad about that. Yeah. Like, every time you complete a chunk of a story, you get an achievement for it. And I mean, it's like, I it, get it, but also... It would be interesting if they, like, only, like, told you the achievements you, like, unlocked after you exit the game. Because you have this, like, main yeah. screen anyways. Yeah. It, it would be interesting. Because I think... I'd it, be very yeah. curious to see what Nintendo would do with achievements yeah since they're all about like making you see things in the game differently like breath of the wild achievement system i don't think it would just be like get all the korok seeds oh they'd God. probably I, mean, I imagine i imagine you would have some of that too yeah that's I'd... like those are the very easy that's ones, like right? the simple ones to code in but i imagine they would have some very interesting ideas about like or really, 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 what the fuck? Or, Nintendo. or oh, those two, they would probably have things like bring a chicken to this guy in this town. Yeah, I, w- I love those ones. <laughs> like that'd be really fun, especially for like something like Breath of the Wild, where it's like you can wander around, do whatever you want. And now you have like an extra like, ooh, what does this mean? And then you unlock <laughs> the clues and you solve it. And it means nothing. Yeah. Every for time, <laughs> internet point. Yep. It, means, it means you're gonna get a fucking piece of shit at the end of it. Yep. Like, literally. Ooh, a trophy. How well, did you... Exciting. You guys did know about, like, if you get all 900 Korok seeds, you literally get a piece of shit. Oh. What? Yep. If you get all you Korok seeds... You get a seed, golden Korok seed. You get a golden piece of shit. It's, well, it's, a go- it's a golden Korok seed, essentially. Well, it's called Hestu's Gift. It yeah. smells oh, kind of yeah, funny. Yeah. And but it's but shaped but it, like yeah. poo. But it basically turns out that, like, a lot of all the Korok seeds are just pieces of shit, essentially. Yeah. Rather than seeds. Yep. It just... It's, it's plant shit. Hey, plant shit can be seeds. <laughs> I mean, that's essentially. I mean, you think about it. That essentially that is, what is what it is. is. That's what's going on. But yeah. Anyway, I, I'm sure they'll do it at some point. Probably like 20 years from now. But I know someday. there have been mumblings and rumors, but yeah, that, that always happens. That they'll uh, announce on the, the. I know they're doing something for the anniversary of Satori Iwata's death, and there's been rumors that that would be part of a, yeah, an upcoming I, I update. I don't know. I I, we'll I, I sort of doubt that. Um, but I, yeah, it, it'd be interesting to see what other games would be coming out. Um, if, the, if like how the achievements, if they would be backported in a sense, right? Yeah. Oh God, I uh, hope so. <laughs> I mean, like I, I can see it, doing I can it, see it happening to. for a lot of first party stuff, but yeah. like for a lot of third party stuff, I, I, it would be hard. Yeah. But 
you know, maybe if they if they make it easy. Who knows? Yeah. Huh. Anyway, we should talk about the elephant of the last few weeks. Seriously. I mean, I you mean the fucking dumpster fire? Yeah. Understatement. I mean, dumpster fire is a little bit of an understatement. So can we go with Beautiful. like a woolly mammoth on fire sprinting through like a firestorm of shit? I feel oh, like. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that sounds. Yep. Are we saying they're extinct now, too? Alas, I think that we're stuck with EA for the rest of time. Tragic. I mean. Yeah, so we're talking about battlefront. Stocks drop by like thirty percent. Yeah, that doesn't mean. In theory, we're 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 talking about battlefront, and now Destiny's got a whole thing with like trials of Osiris. There's just basically we're talking about like the microtransaction hell that has come up. Well, loot boxes essentially. Loot boxes being the big one. Destiny. Destiny is a special sort of case that I think we can kind of go into, but I think the main offender that we would like to kind of point out here is uh, obviously Battlefront Two. Yeah. Um. To a lesser extent, you have something like Need for Speed, which was also similarly affected by this. Um. And like again, you can you can point back all the way to, you can point back all the way to like Mass Effect Three multiplayer. I think was when this first this system actually first started appearing in like AAA. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, not not counting any any Magic trading card booster pack bullshit. Yeah. So. Uh, uh, really quick, I want to do like a quick background in case you are Evelyn's dad or my yeah. dad and haven't heard about this. Uh, basically, game came out, Star Wars Battlefront 2. Uh, or actually, it, it wasn't it out yet. Out. It, it was the early access, no, early access yeah, this, beta. Yeah. yeah, it was in the beta, which is the fucking crazy thing yep. about this. It was early access. If they hadn't, or one of if they hadn't included it at things. all, then... People would have not been nearly as upset about it. They, well, the people couldn't. Well, have but known. the problem, the problem about people that is that people would to do that like 40, yeah. 80 hour math. No, that which is, is really like once you have a number eighty hours, it's like so. Yeah. Well, the, anyway. the problem is that that's so intrinsically tied to pro- the progression, right? Yeah. So it, it's, it's this thing where essentially the progression system in the game, basically leveling up in the game, to, as you will in a mostly multiplayer only game, uh, is pretty ridiculous in yeah. terms of the amount of time you have to spend on that uh and it's time interestingly spent physically in games yes yeah. you have well, to be yeah like so you know, it's not about anything to do with winning or kd yeah. or anything like that it's time just in game yeah because the the so or so to unlock like the characters yeah. that you'd expect in a star wars game or just unlocking unlocking Weapons, unlocking items to equip on the unlocking onto, yeah. cards that like bump yeah. your stat. Like literally, well, you will be better at the game with this yeah. better. So, stat so stuff. there are there are some weirdly weird cards, right? Yeah. For, so, like essentially, what you do is like you when you you essentially get these loot boxes that you can spend points on, and it drops you a set of cards. And these are cards are different things that you from weapons you can equip to things that actually change certain gameplay things like. I, there's one that allows your ship to turn, you know, two percent has a, has like a two percent sharper turning radius. Yeah, or you know, like five percent bump in, in rifle like, damage or yeah. something. Yeah, yeah, and um, and then you also have cards, and th- these are cards you can you also do sort of get um through the campaign as well. Um, you get cards that allow you to equip certain things onto uh the heroes, so to speak, mm-hmm. or the yeah, the like the. I don't know. Like heroes is a weird thing to say it because you have things like Darth Vader and stuff. Sure, but like, like basically the the characters, Main characters the characters, that I've been the, yeah, to the it. the legends, shall we say, yeah. of Star Wars, uh, yeah, and Most beloved, 
Yep. Yeah, and then the weird. So the whole this whole thing kind of was partially, or at least a lot a lot of from my perspective that it partially like started on was people complaining on the internet uh, from you know Reddit to various other forums and things like that, be it like you know game facts, etc., about the progression of the system as as it was in the beta. Yeah. Um, which of course led to somebody doing some you know. Back some hit. preliminary math about. I mean, how like long some like some some like, you know, napkin math essentially. Yeah. Like you're at a bar, it's a napkin. You're not really doing the math. You're just <laughs> kind of like, oh well, this I estimate that this is going to come out, and it comes out that you know, unlocking Darth Vader is going to take, you know, about a, forty hours, give or uh, two. It was it was a little more than I thought. Was it? It was. You, I thought it was like eighty hours. It was or eighty something. hours. It was eighty hours. Oh, was it? I because yeah. I'd yeah. oh they, maybe it was after they bumped it down. Anyway. Well, no, no. So so yeah. so so yeah. So that's. Two weeks of a full-time job. Yes. To unlock one hero yeah. character, of which yeah. there are dozens. Yeah. Yeah. And, so, and then, so like, it's let me... also tied into the progression with that. Yeah. So let's 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 actually like you know put out the facts there before people on listening to our podcast all of a sudden like wow that's fucking stupid which yes it is fucking, <laughs> it is fucking stupid yeah we but, can it, it, we can yeah. all agree on that yeah it's also very complicated yeah it turns out that. That the, that calculation was taken if if you basically did absolutely nothing in a game, right, and just kind of stood there idling, and you got the points and you just finished the game because you do in fact do, you do get extra points for participating in the game in terms of like killing. Yeah, if you it's do, not it's 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 marginal. Yeah, if you do well, you get real. a little bit more, but it's not. It it's wasn't very massively. Yeah, more. it's very insignificant. But you also do get stuff from like uh, dismantling cards and sure. things like that. So, and let's point out that this is for Darth Vader as well, which not all characters were priced at the same, right? It it turns out that, like, yeah, you, Darth Vader was, like, the most expensive. And Luke Skywalker. And Luke Skywalker, yeah. because obviously they are the two. They're the most popular. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're going the to be main. the most popular. But then you have something like, um, f- fuck, what's the n- name of the character that they added? Oh, Bosk. No, 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 no. No, the, the main girl character that you play in the campaign. Oh, I don't know. She's, she's like the first one you can unlock, but she was like, I want to say like at a 10,000 or like a 5,000, like like a fourth to like a fifth of the price of Darth Vader. Yeah. Right? So the next thing that happened is also you can buy crystals yeah. with real money. Uh, Which is like it's the same. It's the same sense about like having that alternative form of currency that you can buy in games. Yeah, and you see you this can, in a lot of mobile games. Which you can then oh, yeah. use to buy loot boxes, yep. which will occasionally give you credits, which you use to make in-game purchases. We if just that gotta sound, abstract away from actual money as much as humanly possible. If it sounds confusing, it is designed yeah. to be confusing. I mean, I it mean, is designed yeah. to make it so that like you don't have that connection yeah. of the amount of money it would take to do these things. No, yeah, definitely. This is something that's actually been pointed out and was pointed out a long time ago when you had uh, Microsoft points, yeah. right? And where it became... We came up with this game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like, like essentially, like Microsoft points were somewhat intentionally designed in order to make you separate the real cost that's of DLC. That's interestingly not actually true. To go on a complete tangent, the reason that Microsoft points exist yeah. is to make a unified currency across different markets. So yeah. somebody who's buying in Argentinian pesos and someone who's buying in U.S. dollars is then transacting in the yeah. marketplace with the same currency, and it makes it easier to price. Things. Okay, fair enough. So yeah. Anyway, I, maybe maybe not. Maybe <laughs> it was not intentional, fact. but but as a side effect, it does 
allow that. And that's why maybe not in, for Microsoft's use, but in a lot of other mobile games, it is specifically designed to have that second form of currency. I think that something that was discovered along with the idea of something like Microsoft Points is that like, oh, hey, wait a minute. People don't realize how much they're spending because it's not actual money, yeah. even if it's, that wasn't the original intent. Yeah, it's definitely... Yeah. It, it basically, it is a system that is designed to get you to spend money because you are A, frustrated with the long hours to play the game, yep. and B, people who spend money on the game will get the stuff that will level them up to make them better at the game mm. or like have faster. better results much, much faster. Yeah. And, uh, oh, so yeah. But, so like a lot of it comes, and there are also a couple things out that came out where it's like if you finish the campaign, you get like 10,000 credits, which is already like a fourth of the way to, like it was like sure. a fourth of the way to Darth Vader or something. The assumption also with the, the 40, 80 hour, whatever it was yeah. for Darth Vader is that you are not spending credits on anything that would be like improving your level, increasing yeah. your level in yeah. the game. Yeah. There. So yeah, there was a, there's a lot of, there were a lot of like caveats and it did come out like maybe a day, two days after that the actual time it would have taken in that certain progression system would have probably been a week ish, like yeah. of like casual gameplay. But that's still completely no, ridiculous. No, no. Yeah. No, I'm not saying, I'm not saying this excuses any of it. And in a sense, like it would make, it would be a lot better if you know it, it wasn't so just like glaringly apparent that this progression system was designed in such a way to kind of make you spend money it's designed to be exploitative yes it's, it's designed to go after the people who i mean you, you it's like people it's, have already like come out being like look i'm i'm addicted to gambling this is gambling i have spent tons of money on it because it is an addiction yeah and it's like it's it's very it's going after those people yeah it's like it's very, very close to what EA has done with Ultimate Team, if you want to look at it that sure. way. Where that is really, like, fucking card packs and sp spending real money on that. Yeah. And having, like, special, like, you know, special editions that give you more more loot boxes, essentially. So, yeah. the, the, so the whole issue then comes, you know, with EA having a terrible PR manager. Uh, yeah, so the next thing that happened is oh, there was a Reddit AMA. No, which is, no, 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 this is no, 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 this, this is before the AMA. The person made, did the math of the 80 hours yes, of I casual gameplay and the Because the he really wanted Darth Vader. The community person came in and was like, we're trying to make sure that Okay, I thought has... that was part of the AMA. No, 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 no. no, no. before the AMA. Okay. The AMA we're trying to make sure that there's a progression that gives... All of our players a sense of reward, a sense of, a sense of accomplishment, for yes. and it's tossing money is accomplishment. Yeah, <laughs> or, it's, or basically it's a thing of like, yes, if you've spent forty hours grinding at this thing, you'll feel pretty accomplished when you yeah. finally get there. Which, 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 okay, so to speak, in a sense, he's not wrong. But you, you know, what's way more satisfying than spending forty yeah. hours on something? Chopping through an entire wall of stormtroopers. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So I, I want to say, I want to say, part of what of like. Of where that would make sense is if you look at something like Call of Duty, right? Sure. Call of Duty has essentially, and even Halo, essentially has a very, very similar system where you have cards and you can use them on um, players and whatever. I think the one that makes it kind of shitty for Battlefront is that, and I, I think maybe this is in Halo as well, is that a lot of this progression stuff, a lot of these cards that you can use are not, uh, what's the word? not disposable but like one time use yeah which is which, also an, i mean which 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 makes that which does sort of rob you from that sense of accomplishment consumable yeah yeah uh, it's consumable that's what it's uh, so word. i mean I, I think a big thing as well first off it's star wars 
You have video games and Star Wars, like two of the biggest things that will inspire nerd rage. Uh, and then also with Battlefront 1, every hero was unlocked yeah. immediately. It's just they were tied to specific yeah. maps. And like if you performed really well in a game, congrats, you get to be Luke Skywalker for yeah. the next chunk of time. And so, how cool is that? Yeah. So let, was a really great let's also kind of, yeah. yeah, let's also sort of, you know, explain more about 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 the current situation in the sense that yeah. back at E3 uh, when they first announced stuff about Star Wars Battlefront 2 and they showed like the new campaign and stuff and people were hyped about the campaign which apparently by the way sucks mm-hmm. go figure <laughs> of course uh, a part of it was the sense that they came out and said we are not going to have any season pass or paid DLC yeah which is a very interesting statement to make especially at the time because at the time again people have always complained about season passes paid dlcs whatever right so presumably in an attempt to make up for the money that they wouldn't have made through season passes or dlcs and the fact that they were giving away all the map and st- maps and stuff for free yep they came out with this progression microtransaction loot box system instead uh Fast forward now through all of that drama, everything, all of the uproar to them changing the effectively the prices of those heroes. We should say nearly before the game came out. What we didn't mention is that comment that Evelyn was talking about, about the sense of accomplishment is far and away the most downvoted comment in Reddit history. Yeah. Over which I mean, it's totally just people it's yeah. totally just people being dramatic. Yeah. It's it's people yeah. dog ponds, people being dramatic, and it's a lot of bots. Yeah, and, yeah. People, and people still, people wanting to jump on it. 000. But again, it's yeah, it's like again, people wanting to jump in on, on that. Yeah. So then it's, you, you it, yeah. Yeah, you take that you, then they go ahead and decide to change the progression before the game fully comes out, right? Mm-hmm. I think it's. I think at that point it's like open. It was like because this was like a private beta. It's and like then, within a week of the yeah. game. Yeah, yeah, it was all release. within beta. Yeah. Um, and like the thing is, like at that point in time, and this was my my viewpoint and a couple of other viewpoints that I saw online on the internet by, um, gang predicts and stuff was that the fact that they changed that number of like Darth Vader and cut it down by like a fourth. They cut it down almost by a half. By a half, but then they also like they also decrease the amount of rewards that you get from from the thing. Yeah. So it from, yeah. there, no there was so, no no there was a limit actually. I think it was like a daily limit of like how much how many points you could get and it also cut down the campaign reward. Yeah, yeah it, I think it, they like equivalently like brought them both down like the same amount so the yeah. way it seemed like it was being reduced by a ton yeah. but in reality it was In reality the exact same. It, it, in reality it, it just kind of was kept the status quo. Well, but the the whole thing about that is like the way that they just kind of cut it down without even like in that such a short of a time in the response to just essentially what it was a PR disaster mm-hmm. uh, means kind of like a few things in my opinion. It, one, it kind of means that they really didn't think any of this through. Yeah, like, well, I mean, it, it's it's this thing of they clearly didn't because they don't understand their own economic system yeah. that they're creating. Yeah, as in, as in like, and yeah, they didn't understand, like, the amount of progression that it would actually take, like, how much people would actually want to play the game, which, by all accounts, people say it is a far better game than Battlefront yeah. 1. Uh, and in, in a sense, like, it just kind of seemed like, oh, like, we just kind of picked a number and went with it and thought that was going to be okay. Yeah. And they didn't really, really think about the fact that, like, people... Like, what people really want to do, and what I know a lot of people um, that love the first Battlefront was, or the first few Battlefronts, right, was you would just basically join a game, 
with your friends and you would just pick a bunch of superheroes with lightsabers and you would fucking dance around like fucking idiots and like try yeah. to kill each other. Yes. And it's awesome. Yeah, it yeah, was awesome. It was that was, that's, that's how I fucking played it. Yep. Uh, so. Well, it's this thing of like, particularly with the economic part of it, especially, it's like there's nothing people dislike more, especially in a game, than feeling like you're not in control. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're not in control of what's going on with the game and sort of EA's lack of understanding of their own economic system makes you feel like, well, then I have no control really over yeah. how long it's going to take me to do this thing. And so then what's even the point? Yeah. And my, my skill doesn't matter. Literally, it's just up to whatever gods of EA yeah, decide. It was like, and, like, and like you don't know what the drop rates are. You don't know like how easy it is to get a certain item that you need. Like you could basically waste hours on in trying to find the certain build that you want and then you get to play it for one game and because they're consumable cards, it's like whatever. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh so yeah, like there was just like a bunch of like all this like crap that got piled on leading up to the point where EA took it out. Yeah, they just completely oh, no, no, removed... No, they, they took out the paid component. They com- removed all microtransactions yeah. from the game. So now you have a $60 game with shitty progression and no way to pay your way out of it, and it's holiday season. And I think that's one thing that we didn't really talk about that much when we were going through how much it would cost to do any of this. It's a $60 game that you have to yeah. buy yes. to not get to play all of the characters that you yeah. want to play. Because at least for like a free to pl- you know free to start mobile game, yeah. you got to try it first before or, you put yeah. all that money. Or you understand or, that it's like, okay, yeah, there are things I might have to pay for or watch ads because I didn't pay money for this game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, looking at yeah. Animal Crossing, if you want to progress quickly in this game, you have to pay money for it, and it's a free game, and then that makes sense to everyone. One, I think. Yeah, because mm-hmm. it's like because you didn't have to pay for it initially. The company, you know, it's like, all right, you guys got to make money somehow. I yeah. understand that I have to watch an ad or pay ninety nine cents. I a get full that full priced game. But for yeah. when I've paid sixty dollars for the game, I don't want give me everything. I don't want to pay another five dollars and ninety nine cents to get something yeah. that might not even get me. The yeah. rest of the game. Yeah. yeah. And that's the other worst thing is that you're buying these loot boxes and there's only a chance that you're going it's to totally get the random. character that you want. Well, it's you, you can't even get a character. You right. can get you're, things right. that could get you credits, but the to amount of credits the that character, you could yeah. get vary depending on like the quality of the card. It's such a mess that is designed to be confusing. And yeah. gambling. Yeah. Well, yeah. So like, so um, I want to also like point out that they also did remove this from Need for Speed which was a very interesting kind of minor note. Yeah. Uh, heads up, Need for Speed is a bad game. And <laughs> so I hear. And by the same problems. Um, so we kind of then push this over into the gambling issue, which is the main argument that you see being tossed around on the internet where people would complain about this is gambling because effectively, in a sense, it is. You You are essentially spending money in order to get a potential reward from it a chance for a, reward. a chance for a reward and you could either win and get like something really good or you can lose and get something that's absolutely worthless or something that you already own which is how it happens a lot of the time because that's how that's the risk of it right that's how drop rates work etc cetera, etc cetera. and it has come to the point where people start claiming like this is in fact gambling and therefore because this is gambling it is in fact illegal because you a you're targeting children that are gambling yep online gambling has been a very contentious thing in the United States for a very long time to the point where certain states have 
essentially banned out things like like draft day or um what like draft online kings poker. and stuff like yeah. that and online or, poker I mean, it's becoming no one's really figured out video game gambling yes. yet and i think that the big thing on that one is that there's never been something where it was so blatant before like well now i mean we have to the, well yeah yeah out. so like a part of it comes with the sense that the progression has been deliberately designed in such a way that it makes it it, it is that in order to progress in the game you can't avoid having to participate in the gambling yeah in, or, or in the system it, of gambling or you'd have or you basically just like hamstring yourself for weeks on end yes um, you do see. You actually do see this in a lot of mobile games, things like yep. Clash Royale, for Clash instance. of Clans, Clash of Clans, or the basically uh, any of the ones that feature like Kate Upton in their TV yeah, ads and stuff, like like Game of War, anything yep. by like Machine Zone and stuff like that. And it's it, it's kind of interesting because like you look at those games and it, they they are sort of in a sense free to play, but they also have very very deliberately designed systems where they have things like they they have design systems through like machine learning and all this other stuff that are deliberately will deliberately pop up things in order to get you to buy them because they know that you're more likely to buy it at that single moment than you are at any other moment because either you just lost a game you're frustrated and they're going to give you a deal on that thing that just kicked your ass in the last battle incredibly incredibly predatory tactics for it which is kind of funny because like you look at that and you kind of look over at EA's Battlefront 2 and you're like, yeah, it's a $60 game. Yeah, you're not getting all the content. But it's nowhere near the level of ridiculousness that those games offer. Sure. But it what is scary about it, I think, to a lot of people, and I think what I, where a lot of the rage came from is this feeling of like AAA titles sort of cannibalize each other a lot and yeah. sort of define a lot of where the market is going to go. And, and I think a lot of the uproar was about people feeling like there's elements of those hyper-predatory games yes. in this. Like, in, it, yes, reaching it into AAA, essentially. It doesn't go nearly as far, but there are elements where it's like, you are yeah. designing this to be predatory, and we need to like stop that before... Nip this in the bud. Yeah, yeah. Totally. Which, is, which is where you, you get these things about regulations. You have the Belgian... Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the Belgian advisory committees of the government coming in and saying, we need to look at this. Uh, the ESRB has said, in fact, that loot boxes are not gambling. But as we all we'll sort of know, well, I mean, as sort of so as we all know California, that California, New York, ban it. Yes, no. ES, as an ESRB is, in a sense, kind of a very biased. Is a it's, it's biased it's, company, it's, and it, yeah. it's been it was established there in order to prevent the government from coming in and regulating the content of games in terms of like ratings, right? Because we all know how much of a bullshit thing that was back when Jan Arena was still the thing. Yep. Yeah. Uh, rest in peace, I guess. <laughs> um, I guess. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> but, like, so, yeah. So, like, I think it's very interesting because you look at something like Overwatch, right, And which has loot boxes essentially in it or something like PUBG. Yeah, uh, and Pub- a lot of PUBG games... is almost a little bit more egregious. A lot of games have the loot boxes component. Yeah. But some of them are just, like, cosmetic. Well, it's exactly. Like, but uh, Overwatch is completely yeah. cosmetic. But, so, like, yeah. So, it, but it, uh, it does actually add a couple interesting things. There's a couple different layers here, right? One is about, the, like, the fact that a lot of gamers are okay with the fact that they can spend money and do it on cosmetics and not things that affect gameplay. Yeah. When we take that and apply that to this current situation about EA and Battlefront... 
I want to say that was never an option that was allowed to EA. It, and this is like more of my rumor, conspiracy theory sort of thing, because you look at Disney and you look at LucasArts history when it comes to Star Wars. Mm-hmm. And you know, like intrinsically, LucasArts and Disney are very, very protective of their IP. Yeah. Right? So it would not surprise me to say that if EA had come to come comes to Disney with like Disney comes to EA says okay we're giving you the license we gave you the license we want you to make a Battlefront 2 then we're to line up with our new Star Wars movie what do you fucking do uh, we want to make sure that we hit these per- particular profit margins right um, EA goes back starts talking to their marketing teams the marketing teams have said hey we're going to be pushing this new development where we're not going to be doing any more paid DLC in order to get more people to buy our games whoop de doo right? So now EA has to come up with a way. How do we maintain, uh, how do we achieve those profits without necessarily, while well, maintaining our promises to not have any DLC and all the while appeasing Disney? Yeah, and di- especially since, like you were saying, if they were to come to Disney and they have to know, I don't even know that they would even go to them. They have to know, like, you're not going to be able to sell, say... A pink sword trooper. Yeah, or yeah. you're not going to be or, able to or, sell or, like or even, a, a uh, Cleveland Cavaliers jersey for Luke yes. Skywalker, you which would be hilarious. That. I would love oh, that. It'd be I great. Love would all love that. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but so like the funny thing is that I have a feeling EA did in fact go to mm. Disney and say, "Hey, is it possible if we can do cosmetics?" And EA completely shut that down super fast. Or Disney shut that down. Oh yeah, Disney shut that down incredibly fast because, again, it's the whole sense of like you don't want to be messing with the IP. You want you want kids to be thinking about stormtroopers in their like gear on Hoth and like only white stormtroopers because that's what the iconic stormtrooper is. Kitty stormtrooper. <laughs> but yeah, but like, but the thing is, is like that breaks the brand, right? That breaks oh, the yeah. brand away yep, from Disney, does. and that's not something. Those are things I don't think Disney was okay with. No, especially with how protective their IP will was. Never be okay with that. Yeah, I, I mean, mean the closest the closest you've ever gotten to that weirdness is like the weird fucking craziness that is Kingdom Hearts. I was going to say, Kingdom Hearts is the like least protective Disney has ever been of any of their IPs, and yeah. it's still pretty damn protective. Yeah, it's yeah. still pretty damn protective. I mean, you, you have something like Disney Infinity, which then was canceled. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, and it's, it's not necessarily in a sense that you can also say that Disney was like, didn't really truly understand what was going on here. Disney has been in the game industry for a long time. Yeah. As you can see, they've had mobile games, uh, right? They've had different things. But it's like, I mean, and I, I don't know anything that goes on goes on over at Disney because, you know, I don't have any insight into any of their minds. Like, this is all <laughs> the stuff that I'm espousing right now is purely speculation in my own Tin opinion. Tinfoil hat, conspiracy theory. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Disclaimers. Uh, so, you know, when it comes to that, you have to you have to know that Disney had to have approved this plan at some level. Yeah. Yeah, and it is a good point that we are pointing all of our fingers at EA and that's as much as they deserve to have fingers pointed at them, we have more fingers to go around. Yeah. Yeah. Point fingers at Disney too. Yeah, Disney Disney definitely has some fault here. I don't know how much fault, but at the same time, yeah, it's not it's yeah, not We don't that know what simple. the details of the contract might be where Disney has to sign off <clears throat> on everything or Disney has to sign off on parts or maybe they're like you guys do your thing. Yeah. Stay don't embarrass it. us. Yeah. And now stay, stay within fired. these. Stay within these boundaries, <laughs> yeah. and we're good. So we, we don't know. So 
the another thing I think is very interesting about this whole system, and that makes it again a little weirder that this is the one thing that people got an uproar about, is the fact that a lot of the stuff you buy in game does not translate back into real money. And I want to say that is the that 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 is the one thing that where I want to say that is where the gambling thing starts to kind of become a much stronger argument in that this isn't gambling. Yeah. Because you look at something you like... You can't get more you, money out well, of Well, you look at the CSGO issue. Yeah. Right? Or I was going to say, you know... Well, well, previously, because that was a that was banned. Yeah, I was by, going to by Steam. I was Valve. going to say uh, GTA is actually a really interesting example because you can buy in-game money with re- real money, not yeah. a lot. But there was an interesting thing that I remember reading about. I don't know, like six, seven months ago, where betting on a match in the game. Yeah, they like suddenly just were oh, like dropped it i think it was like a 10,000 to from 10,000 to 1,000 yeah. and a, I, a lot of people were suspecting that the reason for that is because 10,000 in-game dollars translates is like a whole dollar and 15 cents of real money it translates to enough money that it could be legally gambling and so rather than having to deal with any of the legal issues around that they're just like nope yeah. cut that shit down right now yeah <laughs> like so just to kind of give a quick overview of the CS:GO thing is that CSGO you could use money real money to buy skins get loot boxes yeah um, and then whatever but there was an issue where people could then trade these skins mm. right yeah you could trade these skins and then you could also sell these skins on the Steam marketplace for real money uh, essentially this came to the point where people set up sites where you could then bet your skins to win more skins yeah. based on C- on actual competitive CSGO matches. So it's becoming a real currency. Yeah, and that's where things got shut down real quick. Well, actually, Valve let it run for a long fucking time. Probably without, longer than they should have. Yeah. yeah, and then only came down because it turns... In, like, national news. <laughs> well, no, it only came down because there was a scandal where it turns out one of these gambling sites, one of the streamers that did the gambling, was, like, pretending to like say gamble on this site but didn't disclose the fact that he was also one of the founding members or partners of the site yeah i remember and that one when he would go and basically you know gamble and then bet money on stuff he essentially it was like like a roulette wheel basically he would essentially only bet when the developer had changed the drop rates of the gambling system to be in his favor yeah that was stamped down real quick but I, I think it's interesting because, like, when you start having this corollary to real money, like you have something in PUBG where, you know, full disclosure, I bought loot boxes in that game with keys. Yeah. I got a $200 skirt that I then sold and, you know, paid for a bunch of games that I own. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Right? So it's like, that's where I think things do get dicey. Yeah. Pretty Definitely. I mean, it's kind of intense that things can get like so much more of the value than what the. Game I mean, essentially, were, essentially, you know? yeah, it's like it's like a, it's a market value essentially, though, because this market, this, the Steam marketplace is based on how much people are willing to buy. Essentially, because yep. you put in buy orders and you put in sell orders. Yep, and I mean, it's what you've done there, Carlo, is you've played Deal or No Deal. <laughs> well, I mean, it's not even that. It's like you're basically it's a very, very much more equivalent to a, like a stock market where yeah, on, in the stock market you can. I want to buy the stock at this price, and you just wait it out until it comes down to that price. Yeah. And it's... I, I want to say that's where I think it's going to be much more closely looked at. The thing I do fear is that if, you know, governments decide to t- start taking a closer look at this and start classifying things as gambling, we may see 
uh, this actually negatively affect aiming as well. I mean, yeah, you remove loot boxes, fine, that's great. Um, and then prices of games go up. You know, that's actually not not too crazy it's considering. It's not necessarily yeah. unreasonable. Yeah. I mean, game prices have been fairly stable. Stagnant for despite like... Despite inflation. Yeah, for, for since like the 2000s. Or or, even, or even earlier. I mean, well, like it was more expensive actually. Like yeah, N64 yeah. games were $100. Yeah, well, the, like N64, I remember somebody looked it up. It's like, oh yeah, if an N64 game was $50, today that would be closer to like an $80 game. Yeah. Um. So... The the interesting thing that's gonna come out is more is like just what happens now when certain countries need certain strict regulations on this loot box thing. Most games are not just gonna give up this loot box thing if they can afford it. So yeah, it's we might see super profitable. We might see a new form of region locking. We might see a new form of this, and we also might see legislation being pushed in the same vein of protect the children. But then yeah. it's gonna be. Why? Well, we got to protect children from buying these things. We got to protect them from loot boxes. We got to protect them from gambling, and then we got to protect, protect them from, them from using and my wallet. And watch wallets. those kids get around it, anyways. Yeah, but then we, gotta, yeah, but that's like we got to protect them from like content. Yep. And it, it's, it's yeah, yeah. It, it, that would not surprise me at all. So I, I wanted to say it's very interesting to see where it goes. Um, I do want to also point out that there are other companies like Ubisoft. Which is weird because, like, I, I remember vilifying Ubisoft for having such a bunch of shit tier games like like Assassin's Creed Unity <laughs> uh, just a couple years ago where now you have something like Assassin's Creed Origins that has come out and all of the microtransactions in that game seem okay. As yeah. in, it's like coin dumblers or, like, items you can easily feasibly get in-game. Is this just us being desensitized? Like we're I mean, no, so, so, yeah, no, so, that, so that's, that's, that's another part, part of it, right? I mean, I think about, like, I mean, Siege is pretty noticeable yeah. for some of that, too, and everyone's just sort of fine with it, but also, yeah. I guess, like, none of the stuff you can buy in Siege or in Assassin's but, Creed affect your play against other players. Well, yeah, Assassin's Creed is completely single player, right? Yeah, and, and for for Siege, which also has those kind of things, like you're just getting stuff for another, like you're you're getting another operator, for example. Yeah. And ultimately, you still have to be good in yeah. order to affect the game. Yeah, it's still a terrifying trend. Well, I mean, I mean, the thing is, is like you can you can go back to like the uproar about horse armor, right? In fucking Sky yeah, in I remember Oblivion. That. And I would say, like, it is a terrifying trend in the sense, but I want I would like to hope that there is a better middle ground where you can have these loot boxes in a way, like be, maybe it is the cosmetic route because you look at something like Riot and League of Legends or something like Over Blizzard's Overwatch, yeah, and those seem a lot more reasonable. None of the a, a lot of the getting those skins hasn't seemed too infeasible yeah, given and, things and yeah. along with the progression it is weird looking back and be remembering how people were pissed off about horse armor because i remember even thinking then like well it's a, it's a single player game who cares if they want to spend money let them spend money yeah but i mean but it was it, it was it was like expansion funny. packs i mean yeah. and then you look at something like the sims which if you want to <laughs> if you want to argue yeah. about expansion packs that has been absolutely more egregious since the very very oh, beginning yeah. like expansion packs used to be like twenty dollars for like a nice solid expansion now they're literally the cost of the base game yes and i, I mean you, you can go towards rising development costs you can point towards inflation things like that and i think it's all it all is very reasonable in today's triple a culture um i would like to say though that like that patent that activision has that was the scariest one that that's the one where it worries me 
where it becomes where you start building a game around the this pay pay to win progression system and make it a necessary way in order to actually yeah so for play the game for clarification uh the system was that you would be matched up against higher ranked players when you don't spend money, correct? So it, or more yeah. so, yeah, if you, or, yeah, when you or spend it, money it's basically, and vice it's basically, versa. It's basically yeah. matchmaking based on whether you spent money or not. Yeah. So if you make money, you win. If you make money, you get you play against people who are lower rank than you, so you just feel like you're doing better because you're wrecking them. Yeah. But if you don't spend money, you play against people who are higher rank than you, and they just wreck the hell out of you. Yeah. So um, I think that is interesting. Uh, a little quick aside that destiny thing i think that part of they did just have a big announcement thing that yeah, whole there destiny, was like yeah which i i didn't i that was one i didn't know much about i just knew that there was yeah. like an uproar around trials of osiris having like a so microtransaction was, component so it wasn't that it's it's basically this thing called bright engrams it's been in the game since the very beginning but it's not part of any like random thing essentially what it is it's like all cosmetic stuff that you can get mm. from from what uh, you get it every time you level up you basically every time you level you open it up the issue is that um they had incorrect ui bugs essentially where they had a progression system where it would basically say give you for your first three levels every time that there was a weekly reset it would really make it super fast for you to get those bright engrams Hmm. and it would say plus 200 xp which was the correct amount what they forgot to do apparently was that after you get past those strike those three levels and you start killing stuff, it still says plus 200, but it's actually exponentially going down Mm. and was not displaying that Mm. to the player. Part of the uproar was that they did fix it. And so that it showed the right numbers, but people were like, wow, you didn't fix it. You just showed us, you just showed us that it's like, you cut our XP up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, look, uh, fortunately, uh, Bungie did come out today. They had, they've had a lot of issues with communication with the community and they did dating back quite a long time. Um, but especially with Destiny 2 right now, and they did, in fact, say that, like, look, we realized that we fixed the bug because that was something we could fix easily. But in order for us to fix this progression system, it's going to take a lot more work. And we are, in fact, looking at it and we do want to make it in a way that is fair to players. So at least from their point of view and their communication standpoint, it does stand like they have been doing things in yeah. order to address it. So I mean, that's at least helpful. That is interesting, though, that they're coming out and saying it versus, like, I feel like there's this interesting, like, mode in today where it's, like, you either announce things super-duper early or you literally just announce it when it's, like, about to come out. Well, yeah. There. So, so the problem with that is that people hate both. Yeah. Is the problem. Is that people, if you're not communicating enough, they get angry at you because they don't think you're doing shit. Which is, even though you actually are and you're, you're working hard at it. And if you announce it, and if you announce it too early, they're going to like you've seen with PUBG and vaulting, people complained for the past like five months about where the fuck is vaulting, even though they kept saying like, yeah, we're working on it, we're working people on it. People complain about it. it taking too long. So that's where you kind of get this double-edged sword in a sense. And I think that, you know, that is a conversation we you could get into another day. Yeah. Or there's the thing, if you're just like coming out with a new feature where this is something that I've noticed Nintendo doing and everyone's just kind of confused by it is they'll be like, it's coming out tomorrow. <laughs> and everyone's like, wait, th- what? Like, I remember they did that with uh, the Smash Bros. DLC where they're like, yeah. guess yeah. what? Here's this new character. He's available right now. And everyone was like, 
What the fuck? How did the <laughs> you, what? Someone yeah. in their office is frantically hitting deploy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which is which is actually kind of it's kind of funny because like you look at that and you kind of say like, well, why don't developers do that? But then that I comes mean, with the same. But they I haven't been communicating. But I really like when like Bethesda did like follow shelter and they just kind of announced yeah. it since they didn't tell anyone about it and then they were like, yeah. here's this game you can play. Now. But 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 like yeah, the issue with that is more of like that's a completely na- brand new thing that nobody was expecting. Whereas like. A lot of the complaints that, that you hear, the, yeah, yeah, a yeah. lot of here, it's like there's, like you look at No Man's Sky and the way that kind of, <laughs> that fucking debacle, <laughs> uh, that was a hot mess. Uh, you look at that and you that that had issues about communication because literally Hello Games just decided to go radio silent and yep. people dropped off and felt betrayed and well, stuff like blah blah or blah. Or Pokemon Go, it happened for Niantic where yeah. it was like, hey, so what's going on with like this thing that you said was going to be a part of the game? Yep. But then people, yeah. So, so there's a, it's like a very fine balance that you do need to play, and I think a lot of it does come with just being transparent and having good communication. But at the same time, having just having good communication and trying to make those changes, you need to make sure that, you know, the grass isn't greener on the other side. Like you as a player, yep. as players, need to understand that. Look, these are humans behind the screen, and that's actually, I know this podcast is going a lot longer than I thought it was <laughs> that's going to. Fine. Uh, but the one thing I also do want to make very, very clear to all of our listeners, and hopefully, any, you know, there are humans behind these games. Yeah, and they uh, are developers. The developer, if nothing else, the developers did not want to put together this yeah. system. Chances are, it was someone from higher on up, and there was a developer kind of going like, "Ah, I don't think this is a good idea, but I guess we got to do it." But I'm getting yeah. paid, and I'd like to not yes. lose my job. And I'd like, you know, have a meal because the game industry is pretty rough when it comes to that. Yeah, they not say to that mention, EA has pretty good benefits and stuff. Yeah, well, I mean, not to mention though, like game developers in general are kind of vastly underpaid compared to other jobs yeah. in the tech industry. Very much so. So, like, just pointing that out, like, it is not, it is never okay to send death threats to developers. I, I feel like that I've should anyone that should, or anyone, yeah, yeah, that, that's like. Yeah. The most, or sorry, yeah. the least controversial statement that I hate that we have to make. Yeah, like I know I hate that I have to say this, and I hate like I've seen things on Twitter where people are saying, if you're gonna work for a corporate company like EA, then I don't feel bad for the fact that you're going to be harassed, and it's just like no, like no, that's not how anything of this works. Listen, people need to eat, and if EA is coming to me being like. Here's like the money for you to be able to eat and like have a comfortable life. I can't fault someone for choosing to do that. Yeah, and especially her- since it's like, dude, you get to make the Star Wars game. You get to work on Star Wars. That's hype. Uh, yeah. Also, like harassing private citizens is just kind of creepy in general. No, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. like, there's no scenario in which anyone deserves that kind of shit. Yeah. Obviously, and like, and like that is part of the problem that I think comes with having communities on the internet that are this big right grab yep. your pitchforks it's like grab your pitchforks <laughs> and it becomes very easy to very mob mentality very easy to start saying these things especially if you don't fully understand the real weight of your actions and the weight the fact that yeah these are people and like you know you, you sort of start to forget that there's a human behind the screen name yes or like not even just the screen name, just behind things that are made in general yeah, that's like true. the game like there is a team out here that is was passionate and passionate about releasing this game, and you're basically coming in and saying they sh- don't deserve like anything for this game. It's just like, look, you gotta, you can't, 
you, you can't go to that level. You need to, it, 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 and for that matter, it incredibly dilutes this very, very reasonable and legitimate argument that loot Absolutely. boxes are fucked up. Yep, and there's a, you know, we've gone through a lot talking about how how messed up all this is, how, like, fucked up and crazy this is. That doesn't excuse acting the way a number of people have acted. And, yeah. it, and it, I, it's honestly, when I see and hear about stuff like that, it's like, yeah, that really does hurt it. That really yeah. hurts that case. Yeah, and I think that the gaming community, in a sense, also does need to do a lot of this self-policing. Where, like, yeah, you can you can keep saying that, like, yeah, not every one of us are doing that, so you can't accuse us as a whole. But, you know, what are we one doing? One bad apple spoils the bunch. I mean, yeah, but <laughs> like, but even then, <laughs> yeah. what are what are we doing as gamers to, you know, not let this happen? Because we, I mean, we should, yeah, you, you know, do like, things not to let this happen. Like, yeah, you can say, like, let people do what they want, but no, that's not like in order for us to act as a community and claim to be a community, we have to moderate ourselves. Yep. And, and each other. You can't hmm. You we can't just be like, oh yeah, that's not a, like it's just a few bad apples. Oh, it's just the internet. It's no. Just, that's just what it is. That that is completely just like That's going, a cop out. It's cop out and it is going to let that kind of thing happen more. You're you are saying I am fine with that happening in the future. Because Bystander effect. Yeah, you're basically yep. you're basically saying that like this is this is just how things are when it doesn't have to be. No, it doesn't. It it very well doesn't have to be. So you know, if you if you see somebody, you know, making these statements or being toxic, like you know, it doesn't take much to kind of like say, and hey, in, in, in a, cool. yeah, what to say, hey, that's not cool. Yeah, and like the thing is, it matters way more coming from you than it would does from me talking on this pulpit, yeah. talking to the masses essentially. Talk to your if you see a friend. I mean, this goes for fucking anything in life. If you see a friend or anyone you know being a jackass. Tell them they're being a yeah. jackass. Yeah, I mean, the like, world I would mean, be a better place. Yeah, and yeah. they might literally just not have made those connections and like, oh, that's a real person, real yeah. consequences. Yeah, and like, yeah, I mean, there's there, there are issues with call out culture and that sure. stuff and, like and that. Oh yeah, obviously, I'm obviously. not saying like, hey, you're a piece of shit and you shouldn't do like, just be like, dude, yeah. don't be a jackass. Yeah, there. like, yeah, you can you can be nice, you can be nice about it, you can just take them aside and say like, hey, look, that's not cool because of like, look, that's a person behind that behind yeah. that screen. And you, you just need to, you do need to kind of talk to people like that in a sense because, you know, most people, you know, in the heat of the emotion, the heat of the moment will say things that, you know, they do regret. And, you know, taking them aside and trying to nip that in the bud, I think, is a very good thing that we can do. Yeah, absolutely. So, so we've been talking about some pretty heavy stuff, and I want to talk about something funny. That all right, happened. let's do it. Let's do it. Real quick. Yeah. Um <laughs> Watching football over the weekend, as one does oh, during Thanksgiving. Me. As you do. Uh, did you did you watch that last game on Thursday? It was fucking <laughs> terrible. Um, fucking fell no, asleep. we were eating. <laughs> the um, commercials for Overwatch. Oh, so weird. I thought that was the weirdest, most hilarious thing. Like, yes, you know what the thing that really needs to be advertised is the most popular game on Earth. <laughs> yeah, that's the one we really need to put on the television. Yep. Yeah. I mean, well, that's the only one who have the money to get an <laughs> I mean, ad to during be fair, a football game. To be fair, you could almost argue that all of the Overwatch players moved over to PUBG for some reason. Oh, that's, I wonder why. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. <laughs> also, just want to point out that iPad commercial was infuriating. <laughs> it's really not good. I 
what what's a fucking computer? I'll show you what a fucking computer is. The thing fucking working on right now. <laughs> Under my desk. There were, uh, partially I've, taken apart. <laughs> I've I've got a whole aside about Apple's recent filming decisions for their commercials, but that is but outside that is outside the scope of this podcast. You mean the snow acid trip? We'll talk about that later. Anyway, uh yeah. So a general rule for life to go back a second is don't be an asshole. I feel like that's just a simple rule to live by. Yeah. Don't be a dick bag. Yeah. And, uh, be nice to other people. Last yeah. message. Do good things. Yeah. Be good people. Absolutely. Thanks for All listening right. along. Thanks for listening and uh, hope to hear from you guys next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs>